subscribe, stay up to date. Episodes drop every other Monday. Welcome to the Matt Watch That Podcast, the place for reviews, rants, and randomness. I'm your host, Matt Sarosky, filmmaker, film fan. Each episode, I'm going to watch a movie or TV pilot that I probably should have seen but never got around to. It could be a recent favorite, critic's choice, or cult classic. To join in on the conversation, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what I should see next, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Before we start, when I was doing research for this week's movie, spoiler alert, Bachelor Party, I read a couple of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and other places, and there was one from 2022 that caught my eye. It called the movie foul, outdated, filthy, male chauvinist. And my first thought was, man, these people sound like a lot of fun to hang around with. My second thought was, you're reviewing a movie from 1984 with 2022 perspective. Of course it's outdated. Then people thought shoulder pads and Zubas were good fashion choices. They weren't thinking with full decks. But it's getting a little tiring of all these people trying to hold movies and dead actors accountable for their actions 20 years, 30 years later. We can't future-proof entertainment. We're not Miss Cleo. We can't predict what will be accepted, or more importantly, what's unacceptable, and can't retroactively hold movies, TV shows, or music to a higher standard because you've reached enlightenment. Now, I'm glad that as a society, we've progressed. But to judge a person or a movie based on what was commonplace at the time is not a fair assessment of its quality, their quality, or lack thereof. On to the main attraction. Each review will end with a ranking out of five stars. One star is skip it. Two stars watch at your own risk. Three stars standard fare. Four stars worth checking out. And five stars must see. Now, if I give a title five stars, it doesn't mean I'm comparing it to Casablanca, Jaws, or Seinfeld. I rank titles based on other movies or TV series in that genre and at that time period. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be reviewing Bachelor Party from 1984. It was directed by Neil Israel, who helmed Moving Violations, Combat High, and episodes of The Wonder Years, Clueless, Phil of the Future, and Kickin' It. The screenplay was co-written by the director and Pat Proft, who scribed Police Academy, Real Genius, Hot Shots, and episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter, and The Carol Burnett Show. It was based on a story by Bob Israel, who is a producer on the Ace Ventura movies. It stars Tom Hanks as Rick Gasco. He was born in Concord, California, and after his parents divorced when he was four, he went to live with his father, and by the age of ten, had lived in almost a dozen different houses. He enrolled at Shabbat College and studied theater. While attending the Great Lakes Theater Festival in Cleveland, Ohio, he met Vincent Dowling, actor and director, who encouraged him to become an intern at the festival, where he learned about all aspects of theater. He moved to New York City in 1979 and appeared in the low-budget slasher film He Knows You're Alone and an episode of The Love Boat. 
He was soon cast as Kip Wilson, a.k.a. Buffy Wilson, in Bosom Buddies, about a pair of men who dressed in drag and presented themselves as women to live in an inexpensive, female-only Susan B. Anthony hotel. Hope it's not located in Florida. When he made a guest appearance as Dr. Dwayne Twitchell on the series Happy Days, two of the staff writers, Lowell Gantz and Babalu Mandel, thought he would be good in the lead in a screenplay they penned called Splash, and suggested him to Ron Howard. He initially started in comedy with Splash, Bachelor Party, and The Money Pit, but moved into drama with Nothing in Common and Every Time We Say Goodbye. He would return to the funny flicks with Dragnet, Big, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, and Joe vs. the Volcano. The 90s would bring his best reviews and critical acclaim for A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Apollo 13, and Saving Private Ryan. He would lend his voice to a cowboy named Woody in the animated film Toy Story. He won back-to-back -back Academy Awards for Best Actor in a Leading Role for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. A beloved actor who can be seen most recently in Elvis, Pinocchio, and A Man Called Otto. This is something to look out for. Tom Hanks co-starred with Wendy Jo Sperber on the television series Bosom Buddies, and Adrian Zemed, Barry Diamond, and Martina Finch made appearances on the show. So let's jump into it. Rick Gasco is a driver for St. Gabriel's School Bus. He's a bit of a slob, dresses like a bum, he's unmotivated with no self-esteem or thought of the future, except in one aspect of his life. He brings his buddies out to lunch and announces that he's getting married, a week from Saturday. His pals are initially upset that they weren't informed sooner. His best friend, Jay O'Neill, played by Adrian Zemed of TJ Hooker and Grease 2 fame, makes a toast and says they're gonna throw him a bachelor party with drugs, hookers, and booze. Oh my. Rick promises that marriage won't jeopardize their friendship. They'll still go bowling on Tuesdays, play cards on Saturdays. His bride-to-be, Debbie Thompson, portrayed by Tawny Katane, actress and model, best known for her appearances in music videos for Rat and White Snake, works at a clothing store. She's bubbly and personable, and madly in love with Rick, in spite of his perceived quirks and foibles. The newlyweds are invited to play tennis with the Thompsons, Tina's parents are performed by George Gizzard and Barbara Stewart. The family comes from money and status is paramount. Rick appears out of place and fools around to their annoyance. After the game, Mr. Thompson has a heart-to-heart -heart with Rick, where he tells him he doesn't like him. He's not worthy of his daughter. Meanwhile, Debbie's cousin Eileen is coming off a bad marriage and plants the seeds that men can't be trusted, especially at a bachelor party. While they're having lunch, Debbie's ex-boyfriend, Cole Whittier, is invited over by her parents. They were together for two years before breaking up. He's charming and debonair and the preferred choice for their daughter. Mr. Thompson and Cole have a sidebar about Debbie. Her father encourages him not to give up, but instead of trying to convince her to end the relationship, he wants Cole to change Rick's mind. Here's a quote without context. He says he's having a wonderful time and he's thinking of changing his name to Spike. Bachelor Party is a tame sex comedy from the 80s. It certainly has some outdated references and objectification of women, but I've seen worse in movies. Not exactly a ringing endorsement, I get it. But as I've mentioned, I think everything needs to be in its proper context and viewed in that perspective. The acting was a lot of fun. Tom Hanks gets to show off his comedic skills in multiple scenes. It felt like some situations were built around his talents. A lot of sight gags and physical comedy. He had a solid supporting cast. I already mentioned Adrian Zemed. There was the American Ninja himself, Michael Dudikoff. Wendy Jo Sperber, best known from Back to the Future. 
Now for a little trivial trivia. The movie was inspired by an actual bachelor party thrown for writer Bob Israel. Bachelor Party was produced by the writer, Bob Israel, Ron Moeller, and Raju Patel. It was filmed in and around Los Angeles, including the Biltmore Hotel. The cinematography was captured by Hal Trussell, whose filmography includes High School USA, The Naked Cage, and Maybe Baby. It was edited by Tom Walls, who worked on Moving Violations, Mac and Me, Surf Ninjas, and Nashville. The score was composed by Robert Folk, who worked on the music for Police Academy, Camp By Me Love, Toy Soldiers, and Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. The soundtrack featured songs by The Police, Darlene Love, Jules Holland, Wang Chung, R.E.M., and Oingo Boingo. The runtime is 1 hour 45 minutes. It had a budget of $7 million and grossed $38 million at the box office. There was a direct-to-video sequel called Bachelor Party 2, The Last Temptation. It was reported that a TV series inspired by the film was in consideration, but there hasn't been any recent news on its development. I give it 3.5 out of 5 stars. Good vehicle for Tom Hanks, but not his best. If you've seen Bachelor Party and have opinions on the movie, let me know what you think using the hashtag MattWatchThat. Moving right along, each episode, I'm going to post clips that I think people should watch. It could be movie trailers, music videos, interviews, or something completely random. Search for my YouTube page and there will be a playlist called Matt Watch That Playback. I wanted to talk about cancel culture. As usual, it starts out with admirable intentions. If someone says something racist, homophobic, sexist, xenophobic, what have you, the person should be held accountable for that. But it quickly degenerated into people's own interpretations of language. I find this offensive. Or targeting comedians for jokes, which can sometimes point out the absurdity in the usage of language. Or, as I mentioned earlier, going back 15-20 years and trying to retroactively punish someone for language that was commonplace in context of the past. And the punishments no longer fit the crime. You said something I found offensive, so I'm gonna find out where you work, post that information online, and encourage people to contact your job to try and get you fired. Is that what we really want? A nation of unemployed, bitter people? The reason I feel strongly against this is because back in the late 90s, early 2000s, there were two forms of entertainment that I enjoyed, which were targeted by activists. The first was WWF, World Wrestling Federation, now known as WWE. This was during their Attitude Era, where the storylines were a bit more risque, the action was more violent, the language was more coarse. The other were shock jocks Opie and Anthony, whose radio stunts had gotten them fired from at least two stations. I get it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. So media advocacy groups like the Parents Television Council, the Catholic League, and other conservative think tanks would create campaigns to boycott the advertisers and pressure them to pull their sponsorships because, you know, the children. So instead of taking parental responsibility by monitoring what your child is watching or listening to and changing the channel, they need to blame someone. Since then, the WWE has gone PG, shock jocks and radio in general is out of fashion, so in the past 5-10 years, the target has become stand-up comedians. Now, while hosting a dinner at the New York Republican Club, Marjorie Taylor Greene said regarding the January 6th insurrection, quote, If Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, we would have been armed. End quote. Later, she said that was sarcasm. 
But why is a politician who is sworn to uphold and defend the Constitution allowed a free pass under the guise of it's only a joke, but a stand-up comedian who has no influence on legislation, whose job it is to make jokes, isn't allowed the same convenience? Maybe we need to rethink who we're holding to higher standards. So I've selected a few clips where stand-up comedians and celebrities talk about cancel culture, much more eloquently than me. They're all available in the Matt Watch That Playback playlist on YouTube. Check it out. Now it's time for the recommendation. Yes, that's the word recommendation with Matt in the middle. I'm going to end each podcast with my own recommendation of a movie or TV series. Today I'm talking about Single Drunk Female, created by Simone Finch, who was a showrunner's assistant on Madam Secretary and the Connors. It revolves around 28-year-old Samantha Fink, who loses her high-profile job at internet company Buzz after showing up drunk to work and assaulting her boss. To avoid jail time, she's forced to attend Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and moves back in with her demanding mother, Carol. She gets a job at a local grocery store and continually runs into people in situations that trigger her and put her sobriety in jeopardy. It stars Sophia Black D'Elia in the lead role, who acted in one of my favorite comedies in recent years, The Mick with Caitlin Olsen. Her mother is portrayed by Ali Sheedy, 80s icon from War Games, Short Circuit, St. Elmo's Fire, and of course, The Breakfast Club. One of the highlights of the show is Lily Mae Harrington, who plays Felicia, the best friend of Samantha and her former drinking buddy. She's got some great one-liners, which are enhanced with a Boston accent, She's totally loyal and supportive of her friend, even when she doesn't feel it's reciprocal. I think it accurately portrays people who are struggling with alcoholism with a stunning reality. It takes the addiction seriously, but it's not always dour. Sometimes the darkest circumstances lends itself to comedy, and it is a pretty funny show. Single Drunk Female has been on for one season, 10 episodes, from 2022 to present. The series was renewed for a second season and airs on Freeform. That's all for this edition of Matt Watch That. Thanks for listening to me babble. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what movie or TV pilot I should see, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Head over to MattSaroski.com for the latest news and updates, and come back next time for the reviews, rants, and randomness. The movie was inspired by an actual birthday. That would be quite a birthday party. He moved to New York City in 1979 and appeared in the low blood, low budget. So media advocacy, I'm having such trouble saying media advocacy groups. His bride-to-be, Debbie Thompson, portrayed by Twami, Twami.